What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Pass the Torch. I hope you enjoyed my recent interviews with PGA superstar Will Zalatoris and his swing coach, Troy Denton. You golf fans, you got to go check this one out. They went into so much detail about their journeys and their careers in golf. You will love it. Today is a special episode as I interview Quinton Johnston, a former superstar wide receiver at TCU, who is now expected to go in the first round of the NFL draft this Thursday. You'll hear his name on day one. I guarantee it. Quinton has an awesome story, making a name for himself in college and earning the respect of his teammates before the Horned Frogs had a historic season this past year in college football, making it all the way to the national championship where they ultimately lost to the Georgia Bulldogs. But they were a huge underdog story this year. Incredible. Now QJ is gearing up for his professional career in the NFL as we chat about his prep for the draft, expectations in the league, and why he will turn into a special player. Before diving in, make sure you subscribe to The Morning Blitz. It's everything you need to know about the world of sports delivered right to your email inbox in five minutes or less. It's the best way to keep up with the busy world of sports. We have the NFL draft coverage, all the top storylines. We recap every NBA, NHL playoff game, and every other meaningful moment in the world of sports. It's delivered right to your email every weekday at 5.30 a.m. So head to torchbro.com today. Link is in the description of this podcast and sign up for free now. For today's sponsor, Roback. Golf season is back, folks. Make sure you hit the links in style this year. And the only way to do that is with Roback. They have the best performance polos in the game. They have unreal hoodies, new joggers, new shorts, and a whole lot more. And you female listeners, they finally launched a woman's apparel line, and it's spectacular. So head to Roback.com today and use code TORCH for 20% off your order. That's Roback.com, code TORCH, T-O-R-C-H, at checkout for 20% off your order today. Now, here is Quentin Johnston, former TCU standout and future NFL star. Let's go. Quentin Johnston, thanks for joining the podcast today. I know you're a busy man getting ready for the NFL draft, but how are we doing today? Thanks for joining the show. Yeah, I appreciate you for having me. I've been doing pretty good. Awesome. Where are you at right now? Where are you getting ready for the draft? Plano, Texas. Love it. Love it. So you grew up in Texas. Obviously, we all know the importance of football in Texas, but when did you fall in love with the game of football? What age? Uh, honestly, early on, uh, I played multiple sports from the time I was like five, five or six. Uh, at that point, I was kind of just playing just to be out there with my friends. Um, and then probably probably around middle school for real is when I was like really like, okay, like I feel like I can uh, you know, really do something in this. So uh, yeah, right around that time. Got it. And then you get to high school and we all know what high school football is like in Texas. We've all seen oh, yeah. the movies, Friday Night Lights, all that. How similar is it when it comes to the importance of football to the actual town that you played in? I mean, it's big, uh, especially in that town, not only being in Texas, but uh, but Temple, Texas is a smaller town. Um, you know, we were uh, we were 6A, then switched to 5A. I'm, I mean, it's a lot of great athletes that come, uh, you know, through Temple, but it's, it's big. I mean, that's that's really almost like the heart and soul of Temple, Texas is the high school football team. So, uh, I mean, I mean, you got to show up every day for, for practice and then, you know, show up even more for game time when you're under the lights. Oh, yeah. And then you also mentioned that you played multiple sports. I did a little bit of research. I know yeah. you were a super <laughs> talented basketball player, right? So yeah. did you did you ever dabble in the recruiting process with college basketball? Uh, No, uh, I kind of I kind of played with it at first. And I was like, now nah, I'm, I'm kind of doing too much let me go ahead and you know just you know just focus on one sport but at the same time it was weird because that was that was my first time actually having to transition and putting all my effort in just to one sport so yeah 
I, I feel like the uh, the Horn Frogs TCU could have used you in their sweet six or their uh, round of thirty two matchup. Uh, last oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like you could make that team. Oh uh, yeah. So actually, before getting into TCU, you were committed to Texas, right? It's oh, powerhouse yeah. program, historic program. I feel like every Texas high school football player dreams about going to Texas, but yeah. you ultimately decommitted and swung your decision to Fort Worth and TCU. So what was it about the Horn Frogs that made you want to go there? Yeah, uh, for sure. And then, and and then at that time, with my with my decision making, I was kind of I was kind of everywhere. I mean, I was seventeen, eighteen years old. I was trying to I was trying to make a you know the, probably the most important decision in my life. You know, up to that point, so it was it was hard for me. So, um, you know, uh, went to TCU campus was small. Obviously, it's the private school uh, coming from where I'm from Temple. It's a smaller city, so I kind of just I kind of just felt at home as soon as I got there. Class sizes were you know small. You know, having a you know better relationship with your professor, which you know obviously you. You don't uh, you know have good grades. You can't play, so uh, that was for sure uh, something important to me. And then uh, at the end of the day, my my position coach, Coach Kelly, played at OU and then went to the league. So I was trying to uh, play under somebody that actually uh, been through the process. Yeah, and so we all know about the magical season that TCU had this past season. Obviously, going to CFP for the first time, playing the national championship. But before we get to that, I want to throw it back to your your freshman year on campus. So mm-hmm. you were you had to come in and you were the bottom of the barrel, right? We all know no, you're no. the super talented player, but how did you handle that? Always being the best player on your team, then you get to campus and you got to kind of start over and earn the respect yeah. of your teammates. I mean, once you once you go into college, you always prepare for it as much as you can. But it's it's always it's always another level of like, okay, like it it's actually different up here. In the, you know, like people aren't just talking. But I mean, uh, obviously, I kind of just stayed quiet my first year. Um, you know, obviously having having that in mind that I'm not the best player. I'm I was a four star recruit. I'm like it's five star, a hundred other four stars in here too. So kind of just kind of just having that mindset of like, all right, like. All the stars and stuff kind of gonna leave that in high school and just and just work. But like you said, kind of just starting off from scratch, um, learning new playbook, offense, um, kind of kind of learning how to mess with you know new quarterback, new O line, new running back. Just just trying to get that chemistry. And then um, I mean, like after a minute, um, you know, like everything was clicking how it was supposed to. Yeah. Do you remember like one specific moment your freshman year? You were like, okay, I won the respect of my teammates and like I'm good to go. Yeah, for sure. It was it was one of our spring ball games, like before the season even started. I, I mean, like I was always trying to get to the front of the line. We were running. Uh, at practices and um, you know like drills, I was always trying to work my way up to the front. Um, but uh, specifically, one spring ball game, I think it was our second one. Obviously, I was still running with the twos. I, I, I had to uh, work my way up with the ones yet, but but they had left some of the DBs in from the from the one group. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's my time to you know do my thing. They had me on, uh, me, <laughs> yeah, uh, they had me on. Uh, they had it on a deep post, I believe, and uh, it was it was actually my first drive out there. You know, just kind of put my head down and you know ran as fast as I can. Ended up catching up. Uh, a deep ball over the middle for like 60 to 70 yards and I looked up everybody was jumping and doing that I'm like okay bet hell yeah and then so and then you get into your sophomore year and that's when you earned all big 12 honors right as a wide receiver first oh, yeah. team all big 12 and so what was it that you think was like the key to your success that season that really mm-hmm. made you jump that leap to being a first team player just my just my overall maturity um, obviously it was my first year in college I was still just trying to get my feet wet and then that makes sure Kind of just went back from the previous year, you know, evaluated all the film, uh, the competition, uh, like who's who's coming back, who's not, if they're coming back, kind of breaking down their film more so I can, you know, like learn um, like what to do when I match up against them. Then after that, I'm like, okay, like I'm comfortable. Like I got my first year up out of me. Like I just, there's honestly really no reason just to be nervous and worked up like I was the the games before that. So like after I, you know, like got that in my mind, I was I, I was good from there. Yeah, confidence on the field goes a long way. And yeah. so then we all know the magical season, your junior season this past year, right? You guys were 
unranked to start the season in the top 25 poll. You're ranked like seventh, predicted seventh to finish in the Big 12. And Ooh. then you guys go undefeated the regular season. You lost in the Big 12 championship, but you went to the CFP for the first time. Mm-hmm. You beat Michigan. You lost in the Natty. We all know that story to Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess like we talked about your individual success and, and mm-hmm. why that was so successful. But this year, this past season at TCU, why were you guys so successful? What was the key ingredient for the TCU this year? Honestly, I, I don't I don't know if it was either the new players that came in or the, or the new coaching staff. Obviously, new coaching staff came in first first time head coach um, uh, with us, and then um, his his strength and conditioning staff. I mean, like kind of the story with anybody that you know is a, is a first year head coach to be like, all right, like they'll be good probably in a few years from now, but like right now they're still you know everybody's trying to figure everything out. We was we were just hearing that so much and a lot of doubt, and then uh, like you said, we was picked second to last in the Big Twelve, which we had been you know. Years before that too, so we're like, man, we can't keep keep you know coming on with this. Um, I mean, like obviously we had a lot of seniors leaving this year, so we kind of we kind of just you know broke down and like, look, we can't we can't go for this no more. Like we gotta you know come in every day, uh, you know take practice way more serious than we need. And then um, as a team, I feel like we had you know like a great amount of discipline, but we didn't we didn't really realize how much we actually needed until uh, you know uh, new coaches stuff came. So uh, once we once we got that, we really kind of uh, you know took off from there. Yeah, it's epic. And then so you guys make the college football playoff. And there's a lot of doubters that said after you guys lost in the Big 12 championship that you shouldn't be in the CFP. You guys silenced those doubters after you just demolished Michigan. It was a good game, but you ended up winning. So what what were your vibes heading into that game? Were you guys, like you said earlier, did you have that confidence walking into that first Mm -hmm. CFP game? Like we're supposed to be here and we're here for a reason? Oh, yeah. I mean, mean, because obviously being an underdog or being picked to lose a game wasn't something that was new to us. So um, that was something we just already kind of brushed off our shoulder, like before we even got to the uh, stadium, before we got to Arizona. So he's like, all right, we're just going to let them, you know, talk to the media. And then, uh, you know, a few of their players went on, uh, you know, their little interviews and, you know, had some stuff to say about us. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. You, some you bulletin board material right there. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, that that them kind of mocking us just kind of kept replaying in our heads. Um, and then so we got to the game. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, like nobody was uptight. Everybody was loose. And I mean, so we was just, we was just ready to get after it. Yeah, and so in the locker room, what type of leader are you? Are you more the quiet leader, like mm-hmm. followed by example, or, or are you loud speech mm-hmm. guy? Like, put yeah. me in the mind of, of Quentin Johnston. Oh, uh, so I didn't. I wasn't named captain until this uh, this past year, due to me being like kind of kind of the more quiet lead by example. Uh, that was just kind of always my vibe and stuff like that. But you know, like being named the captain kind of forced me to be more that vocal leader, especially now that I wasn't the youngest, uh, uh, you know, on the team anymore, which is kind of weird because it went by quick. So like I'm I, like I was used to. You know, like following what the captain say and, you know, doing whatever. And I looked up and then I'm like, oh, snap, I'm a captain now. So uh, especially with the younger freshmen and sophomore and stuff that was up under me, I just I just really had to kind of get out of my comfort zone for a minute. And, you know, um, uh, after a minute, I got, you know, pretty used to it. But, you know, vocal kind of nipping stuff in the bud before I, before, you know, like if I see somebody about to do something dumb, I'm like, okay, now nah, we're we going to fix that right now. Uh, if I see us having a bad practice, like, hey, we now nah, everybody – you know, group up. We're going to, you know, fix this right now. We're not going to go home today, you know, with a bad practice under our belt. I honestly kind of forward there right now. Yeah, hell yeah. That's super important. I guess before getting into the Georgia game, I only have, only have one question on the Georgia game, but mm-hmm. were there any, uh, like, leaders that, that you looked up to during TCU or maybe beyond TCU mm-hmm. that really, like, helped you turn into the leader that you are today? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Steve Avila, our uh, alignment, uh, for sure. Uh, we, he was he was honestly probably one of the most vocal ones, uh, especially on the offensive side. Him and him and Max Duggan for sure. Um, they were they were somebody that you know obviously they were there when I first got there. So uh, you know they, you know they've been captains for a minute. So I'm I'm always looking up, kind of kind of seeing how they move and kind of 
uh, you know, like mimic that and uh, uh, some of the things I do. Yeah, seem like a coachable guy beyond the field as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Important. And so, yeah, getting to the Georgia game, we, we all know what happened. It, it's one of yeah. the best assembled teams in college football history. They're reigning champs. They go back to back. But what was your emotional state during that game? Mm-hmm. Like in the, in the first quarter, it was obviously like started to be a runaway. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I guess like what did your coach say in the locker room at halftime? And like how did you guys like battle through that? So kind of going in the game, I, I, like honestly, me, I felt, just like I did the Michigan game, uh, obviously we were picked to lose again. I'm like, okay, it's the same narrative. We're going to, you know, come out and, uh, you know, show them what, you know, Big 12 can do. Obviously, like you said, it didn't happen like that. Um, you know, first quarter, you know, uh, I had a I had a good, you know, matchup in uh, Ringo. Uh, you know, we were going back and forth. I mean, but uh, some of the some of the pads and stuff, we weren't we weren't really on the same page. And, um, you know, like other times when I was open, you know, they were, you know, sending an all-out blitz. So, uh, like you said, it kind of got out of hand uh, going in the locker room. Uh, obviously, it was straight just motivation. Like, everybody stayed up. You know, it's not over. Uh, you know, we're here. We deserve to be here because we didn't want to, you know, uh, have people saying that like they didn't even deserve to be there. So, kind of just more of a mental battle um, towards the end of the game than anything. But, um, yeah, it was yeah, it kind of is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is, and I think regardless of the outcome, you guys put TCU on the map. They they yeah. already were, but now in this in this national kind of powerhouse sense. And so, yeah. congrats on an epic season. Yeah. Um, but I guess my last question on the college career before diving into some NFL future stuff: Will that spark? Will that loss in that game spark some motivation for you moving forward in the rest of your career? Oh yeah, for sure. It started it started honestly like the day after. So uh, I took took a few days off just kind of just to kind of decompress from the season. Um, and then shoot, I was I was right back up running training for the combine. So uh, you know everything uh, that I was uh, doing in the combine, and then uh, I was going to go back and do on pro day is, is still kind of being fueled from from that game, and then the Big Twelve championship game as well. Um, and then like honestly, for me, helped me uh, you know uh, have a good you know jump start to my NFL career. Yeah, a loss isn't always the worst thing. And so yeah. now turning to the NFL, right? So your first round draft pick projected. How surreal does that feel? Like, when did you realize that, like, your dream could come true of making the NFL? Kind of mid-season this year. Um, obviously, the first first four games uh, wasn't wasn't really looking how I wanted to look. I mean, we played, like, tall to state. Uh, I got taken out the first quarter. We were already up. Uh, we played uh, Colorado. I got a few few passes, but I'm, it was kind of the first game. We weren't all the way, um, you know, connected with, with, with certain things, and then, OU game and an SMU game just just really wasn't getting that many targets, uh, especially that OU game that had me double covered. I mean, but like everybody else was getting open, so I mean it was you know pretty cool. Then that Kansas game when I had uh, 200 and then uh, the touchdown for the game when I'm like, okay, this is some this is some top tier stuff. Like it's not it's not a whole lot of people running around just doing this on a normal Saturday. So um, I mean I mean that happened. That kind of that kind of just was always in the back of my head. It wasn't the main focus because obviously we still had games left. But um, yeah, from 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 that point and then when the season was over, I'm like, okay, it's it's time now. Yeah. Yeah. Was it always like growing up, like your dream was always like, I want to be in the NFL? Yeah. Uh so so uh, that, that so uh, that's what I was saying. It kinda came a little later than most people because I I was playing I was playing a whole bunch of sports. So I was kinda everywhere. Uh, I was pretty good at everything. So I'm like, oh I really don't know like whichever one and then uh, middle school going into high school when I started getting off, I'm like, okay, this is this is this is what I want to do for sure. Got it, got it. And so you guys just had the NFL Combine um, a few weeks ago. But what do the months look like between the championship game and the draft with the Combine? Are you locked in more training? Is there more media? Like, what has that process been like for you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely way more media. Training training is kind of kind of the same. Uh, obviously, uh, not not being in school anymore, like it kind of it kind of loosens my schedule up. But training, training two, three times a day, um, just – Especially, especially for the you know like combine and then pro day, just uh like forty stuff like stars. Um, uh, uh, as far as working out, more explosion, more just you know 
you know, heavy lifting on the days I need to. Um, but yeah, but yeah uh, you know, other than that, I've been, you know, you know, been pretty cool, but I've been locked in for sure. Yeah. And so how, how do you like this media stuff? I mean, you've probably been doing more podcasts, gained some more exposure. Like, do you hate it? Does it feel like a job or like, well, what's your mindset around media? Because there's going to be a lot more like media attention on you now that you're yeah. going to the NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, at first, cause like I said, I wasn't always the vocal guy. I, I hated it. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, they used to pull me in for practice. Like, you got to interview. I'm like, bro, interview. like, tell them I'm not here. Tell them I have to go home and do something. But then, obviously, I, you know, had more and more. I couldn't really I couldn't really shake it or duck it. So, I'm like, you know, whatever. I'm going to just, you know, with all of them that come, just, you know, they kept getting better and better. I kept getting easier, uh, you know, my speaking and stuff. So, I mean, like, I'm I'm at a point now. It's just, it's just cool. It's whatever. Like, it's I'm having fun with it. Yeah, I always tell athletes like, and I, I think they should look at it as like it's an opportunity to inspire the next generation, right? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of guys looking up. They want to be like QJ, right? And they they mm-hmm. want to be like you. And so it's a good opportunity to like tell your story and inspire the next generation. That's oh, that's yeah. always my advice when it comes to the media stuff. Yeah, for sure. And so putting yourself like you can you can market yourself right now. Like, why do you believe a team should take you in the first round of the NFL draft? Yeah, for sure. Because uh, I'm a for sure, a special talent. Like what I can, what I can do. Um, you know, uh, after the catch, my yards after catch is is, is something crazy. Uh, not just not only as a football player, but a six four receiver. Like not a lot of, uh, you know, six four uh, receivers are moving and you know making the hundred guys miss as soon as he catches the ball like me. Uh, I feel like I got a, you know, obviously with a big frame, bigger target that that they can for sure use in the league. So hey, if I'm a GM, I'm looking at you for sure. So. <laughs> yeah. What what are you most excited about when you get to the NFL? Maybe it's better coaching. Maybe mm. it's money for your family. Maybe mm. it's just more fandom, better mm. football. Like, what's that one thing you're looking for when you get to the NFL? So obviously, with with any of like top players and stuff like that, people people still try to like nitpick and try to find little flaws in your game that they like. Ah, nah, you know this, this, and that. Uh, my my thing that a lot of people kind of you know harping on right now is. And say I'm just a straight body catcher or whatever. So kind of just, so kind of just kill, killing those little, you know, thoughts in people's head. Um, uh, kind of, kind of showing people that, you know, not like I can actually catch the ball. That's why I'm a receiver. That's why I've been doing good in college. Like I can, I can actually do it. So, um, you know, that's one of the things. And then uh, another thing is just, is just going and play, either playing alongside some of the players I've been looking up to or playing against them, which is, you know, still going to be the same. Same amount of fun for me, but, uh, you, uh, you know, like I said, it's a dream come true. Yeah, and you mentioned some of those playing alongside some of your mm-hmm. idols maybe. Like, mm-hmm. what receiver in the NFL do you think right now that you most resemble? So, so a guy that I've been watching, um, really, I, well, I'm, I'm not going to say my full game, but as far as, like, uh, my release and stuff, I've been trying to, uh, you know, you know, copy off, the, uh, off of him is uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, obviously, obviously one of the best, if not the best receiver in the NFL right now and has been for a little minute. He's just... He's just like you know everything he does from from his routes to his uh, out of the breaks to it's just it's just it's just crazy. To me. So it's something that, uh, you know I've been watching and trying to model for a long time. Yeah, he's by far the best route runner in the NFL. Uh, that's yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and so like flash forward ten years, right? You're a ten year veteran in the NFL. Mm-hmm. What do you hope people will be saying about Quentin Johnston? He was everything that we thought he would be and more. Um, he he was he was one of those special players that uh, you know you know uh, don't come around too often. So um, if if it's if it's if it's anything I think of the who would say I would I would for sure uh you know hope it's that. Hell yeah. All right. Well good luck in the NFL draft coming up in April. We're gonna finish up with some rapid fire and then then we'll get you out of here. <laughs> All right, but All right. So who was your favorite athlete growing up as a kid? Favorite athlete it was, uh, in the NFL, Deshaun Jackson and college it was DeAnthony Thomas and Tavon Austin. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. DeAnthony Thomas, fan of the show. Yeah, for sure. Favorite athlete in current day sports? Favorite athlete, just just in any sport? Yeah, yeah, any sport. Doesn't have to be football. Let me see. Football, Justin Jefferson. Basketball, 
LeBron James and Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole been going crazy. He played. He played like he like at the rink or something. Is is I mean like I mean <laughs> I mean like every time the Warriors on, I'm just gonna go see what he's gonna do real quick. Yeah, he's fun to yeah. watch. Have you got to connect with Justin Jefferson at all? No, I haven't. Yeah, cool. He'll he'll be a good guy to connect with in the league. I mean, he is just taking off. I think he was oh, yeah, offensive sure. player of the year this year. Oh yeah. Who is the best NFL wide receiver of all time on your list? Who's the goat? Randy Moss. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> big Randy Moss fan. Yeah. All right, couple more here. What's your pregame meal? Day of. Day of. So I'm not I'm not a I'm not a heavy eater uh pregame. So uh probably probably like some pasta, like spaghetti or something, but I usually don't even finish the whole thing. I'll take a few bites and like nah I'm I'm a, I'm gonna throw up if I keep eating before the game. You're gonna eat on the field. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite music artist. Favorite music artist. Probably probably Lil Wayne. Yeah. That's a good one. Biggest fear. Biggest fear. Let me see. Biggest fear is just um, shoot. I guess. I guess right now with this next step, really, really, really not not living all the way up to what I think I could do, or you know, like what other people expect for me to do, which is you know why I work so hard every day. Love it. Last rapid fire. What is one word that best describes you? Driven for sure. Driven. All right. So we're gonna finish up with one last question. This goes back to the point of like lessons that you've learned along your career that you could pass along to the next generation. So if you had that one lesson that you've learned throughout your football career on and off the field that you could pass along to the next generation to help them accomplish their dreams, what would that one lesson be? Kind of kind of a little phrase that I've, I've been going by for a minute is uh, in due time because uh, everybody everybody obviously has an end goal. You know, there, there's a there's a great plan for everybody. So um, everybody just has to know like, Say, say you and your friend got a business idea and his takes off and then now all of a sudden you sad and kind of just veer away from it because you don't think it's going to work out for you. It, it for sure is just just not at that time. It wasn't your time to do that yet. Uh, obviously, just, you know, stay down and keep working and your time is coming for sure. In due time, if people don't know the name Quentin Johnson, they will soon. Um, Quentin, thank you for joining the show today. Good luck sure. the rest of the way. I'll be rooting for you in the NFL. Um, hope to see your name called on day one and good luck with everything, man. Yeah, sure. I appreciate you. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Quentin. He is an easy guy to root for. I hope he has a very successful career in the NFL, and I know he will. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. If you want to watch this interview, you can always see Pass the Torch on our Torch Pro YouTube channel. Continue to support us, guys. Torch Pro is taking off. We are already geared up for a big 2023. And so make sure you tune in next week. We have another great interview with another NFL superstar throwing it way back way back in the day to the New England Patriots glory days. Um, But you'll like this one, so make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening, and don't forget to subscribe to the Morning Blitz, our daily sports newsletter that gives you everything you need to know about the world of sports, delivered right to your email inbox in a five-minute or less read. Morning Blitz is sports-centered in email. It's meant for the casual fan, the diehard fan. We keep you in check. We got trivia. Sign up. TorchPro.com. Subscribe for free. You'll love it, and we will see you next time, folks. Thank you. Let's go.